Do you know people whose mindset leads them to unhappiness? Have you seen other people whose, just the way they think about things, you can just sort of see that that's leading them to a less happy life. And do you think that mindset could also diminish their effectiveness at work? All of us have had work situations that could lead to worry or resentment, maybe even lingering worry or resentment. But those are actually the enemies of happiness, worry and resentment. They're the, almost the opposite of happiness. And the interesting thing is they also add no work value. They add no enterprise value. The, the organization gets nothing out of our worry or our resentment. In fact, they tend to decrease workplace effectiveness. If you saw the movie Bridge of Spies, where Tom Hanks plays the attorney who's appointed to defend this Russian spy who's been caught, and he's going to go to trial, and if he's convicted, he could get the death sentence. And Tom Hanks asks him at one point, aren't you worried? And the, the spy, the client, says, would worrying help? And uh, I, think it, I think that's said maybe twice in that movie. It's a really striking part of the movie. And then if you think again about, change the subject here, and think about a time where you've solved a problem. If you think about an actual concrete time when you solved a problem, maybe a big problem, maybe a little problem, but you solved something, how did that feel? Wasn't there a sense of accomplishment, maybe a little, a little ting of endorphins? You know, we humans like to solve problems. And people with problem-solving mindsets are happier and more valuable at work. It's funny, if you become a bit of a wonkier and go to the dictionary and actually look up the word problem, it's interesting where it takes you. It says, a situation or matter regarded as harmful or unwelcome and needing to be dealt with and overcome. I found that intriguing because the, the idea of it being solvable is implicit in the whole definition of problem. The definition doesn't say a situation or matter regarded as harmful or unwelcome and needing to keep you from sleeping or create tension or needing to build resentment or give you something to complain about. That's not in the definition. The idea of getting it solved is actually baked into the definition. Now we all have choices in our work life. We can, there's always gonna be some piece of unless we're in a very unusual place that's probably not gonna stay that way very long, something's gonna happen in a dynamic environment that we would regard as unwelcome news. Maybe a competitor's done something interesting we didn't expect. Maybe a colleague misunderstood you in some way. There's just all kinds of things that could go wrong at work. And you really have three choices when that happens. You can just ignore it. You can sort of close your eyes to unpleasant data and just keep your head down. But over time, that's pretty high risk, right? You don't see too many thriving people or businesses that are just wearing blinders. Or you can be alert as a second choice to unpleasant data and let it demoralize you. You can look at what's happening at work or in a particular environment or look at just read the papers and let it depress you, let it worry you. Or a third choice, and I think you can tell which is my favorite, 
You can be alert and receptive to unpleasant data and think of it with a problem-solving mindset, meaning, well, what can I do about any of this? And tending to discount the things that you can't do much about. But for the things that you can do something about, tee them up as problems you can solve. Joel Wade is an author. I mentioned in a previous podcast this growing school of psychology that talks about, okay, even if you don't have a clear mental pathology, it's interesting to think about what makes humans even flourish more. And Joel Wade is one of those who's a student of that and explores that. And he's written a book called The Virtue of Happiness. And one of Joel Wade's points is that happy, effective people tend to approach life as a series of problems to be solved. So the encounter with the next problem is not necessarily unpleasant. It's just the next thing to do. So if you think about a negative situation, a piece of bad news that you didn't approach with a problem-solving mindset, if you think about what did you actually do if you didn't think about it with a problem-solving mindset, and how did that impact you? Did you feel better or worse? And did you feel that you were growing in terms of whatever proficiencies you consider important? Here's a tricky thing. It's easy to think that we're sort of entitled to not have problems. It's easy to fall into the trap of expecting things to go well. So when we get bad news or when one of those expectations, we get a surprise that cuts across those expectations, it's an unpleasant surprise. And our reaction can be frustration more than just sort of uh, picking it up, getting on with it because we get this sense of entitlement that we're not here to encounter challenges. But in a dynamic environment, that that's, should be routine. There are two ways of thinking about your environment. Here at our company, we talk about people we call difference makers. And part of what we mean is that some people just see themselves as causative agents in what's going on in their lives. So, so one type of person can let the environment affect her mood quite a lot. And another type of person is very much affected by what she does in the environment that she's in. So you can almost say when someone goes home at night and at the dinner conversation, how did your day go? If the answer depends a lot on what happened to her, then that person's probably not thinking like a causative agent in her own career or life. Whereas if the answer to how did your day go turns a lot on what she got done, even if it's a negative answer about what she was not able to do, but she's focused on the part of the world that she can influence, that person's thinking more as a causative agent or a problem solver. And which of those two types do you think is going to be more effective at work? And who do you think is going to be more fulfilled? So we take problems more in stride if we think of our jobs as identifying, defining, and solving problems. Now, it's likely that, well, it's really hard to imagine that anyone listening to this podcast hasn't solved a problem or hasn't had a problem-solving mindset a lot of the time. Almost everyone who's having any sort of success in life has done this. But maybe we find that there are particular places where we're less likely to do this and we're going to experience more frustration. 
Sometimes it's when we're dealing with different teams other than the one we're most attached to, cross-department. And when you're dealing with different parts of the company to get something done, they may have different priorities. They may have different metrics or a different sort of subculture. And there may be places where we have less personal influence. Another tricky area can just be people problems, people encounters, people surprises, because people are complex. Sometimes it's people we manage. Sometimes it's people we don't manage. But those can be some of the tricky areas, especially if there's some sort of history that's made it hard for people to be objective or where people are worried about each other's motives. That just makes problem solving harder. But that's where the leaders emerge, the ones who can bring a problem solving mindset to those sort of encounters. I was on a sales call a long time ago. There was some equipment makers somewhere. Our company had had some misunderstanding with them before I'd even knew who they were. And on this call, the leader of the equipment maker was really upset and really just uh, practically yelling at us and uh, talking about the negative history they'd had with our company. And Joe DePasso, who was a PhD in mechanical engineering and just uh, an indispensable person on any call where you're trying to sell a brand new technology with big value, just a brilliant guy. His answer when he heard this individual going on and on, finally Joe said, okay, how do we make this right? So Joe didn't answer with a defensive attitude, an emotional attitude. It was purely okay. So what can we do to make this better? And it completely redirected without any sort of an adversarial situation, redirected the customer's mindset and we got on with the business. So just that example, I I don't know if that was an instinctive answer or just a, a piece of brilliance, but it completely changed the direction of the call. So those are the areas. That was an example though, where it was a people issue, a history issue, and somebody that we didn't really have a lot of connectivity to and could have really gone badly, but Joe brought that problem solving mindset and everything got radically better fast. There are some steps that can sometimes help when you're in a work situation that can make you frustrated or worried. The first is to ask, are the facts really what you imagine? We tend to assume the worst when sometimes we shouldn't. Also, is this situation likely to be ongoing or is it likely temporary? It's funny, I'm trying to remember who told me this, but there's an interesting study that said most people can't remember what was bothering them the most six months ago. So whatever was bothering you the most six months ago is probably out of your mind by now. I think that's an interesting piece of data. And I'd say it's certainly, I don't know if it's scientifically proven that that's true, but it's certainly, I would say that's probably true in my case. Most of the things that were I was most wound up about at some point in the past, I don't remember anymore. So that's an interesting piece of perspective that helps you bracket the things that you really can be nervous about. But if a situation is serious enough to give your attention to, and a lot of them are, well, we've got to do some thinking. We've got to use our problem-solving mindset and our aptitudes to say, well, what conditions allow this problem to exist? And good thinking here is really foundational because if we miss that one, then the solution's likely going to be wrong. And it's easy to misstate that when we're worried or upset. So one sign of a good leader, or even a potential leader, is that ability to reframe issues into potentially solvable problem definitions. And if I'm struggling to frame a problem, if if I know I'm in a bit of a hairball, I'm not sure what to do about it, 
I'll reach out to somebody just to help me as an echo think about how do I how do I define this? How do I frame this in a way that makes it solvable? And this problem-solving mindset, of course it doesn't guarantee we can make the condition go away. We're not omnipotent, but you can be pretty sure that the lack of that mindset almost guarantees we'll stay stuck. So that's an important difference that, yeah, we're going to fail sometimes, but at least we're giving ourselves a chance. And if we are stuck, then defining why we're stuck can be a big step. That can almost be a redefinition of the problem. So if I say, I can't solve this problem because something else, because this is going on, well, fixing the this thing that's going on can be a new problem for me to try to tackle or get help tackling. And when you've done your best and tried to solve a problem and you just can't, then the trick is to have the serenity to say, all right, uh, can't solve this one and to let go of it. Because ultimately the problem becomes the fact that I'm worried about this, right? So if you say, how do I stop worrying about this? Because we have to remind ourselves, none of us is paid enough to go home and have that blank, distracted stare at dinner night after night. And more importantly, no company wants us to be that person. No company wants us to be distracted or miserable. It makes us less effective. So that problem-solving mindset and even the ability to let go of a problem if it's just unsolvable, it's good for us, but it's also good for the organization. There are lots of good tools on problem-solving methodologies, lots of good resources on that. And I don't think I had unique value talking about that in these podcasts. But what I do think is important is that more important than the tool is the mindset, the attention to saying, I'm not going to let worry become chronic. I'm going to bring a problem-solving approach to my work life, and it's going to make me more valuable, and it's certainly going to make me a lot happier.